it's time for the Catalyst Midweek Podcast, where we continue the conversation from this past week's message. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Midweek Podcast, where we are continuing the conversation from this past week's sermon. I'm Rob. I'm the youth minister here, and this is Dave, our senior minister. Uh, And today we are talking about the main thing. Uh, We all hit the same goal when we all go in the same direction. Uh, John Kelly, our discipleship minister, preached uh, yesterday on on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave, what was your what was your thoughts on uh, the overall theme? What he was talking about? Well, it's obviously very, very, very important. Um, Talking about as a as a church, um, when when a church is only made up of ten people, it's really easy to stay unified. But as a church grows, you know, fifty, hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred people. Um, you get a lot more opinions and a lot more what people want to do and a little, little bit of divergence. And so it becomes more and more important as a church grows to continue to refine its mission and its purpose and what it needs to do, keeping everybody moving the same direction. Um, and so without a similar goal, without a similar common understanding, church is just not going to be very effective in accomplishing what it wants to do. And so uh, John did a great job of um, kind of articulating how we, where we're going and how we do it. Um, and uh, um, basically, how do we how do we continue year after year after year to stay focused? Most, if you if you look in the Bible, most people, and I would say this is probably true of organizations as well, they start off great and they fade out. They yeah. very few people in the Bible finish strong. Yeah, uh, they start off great and then they fade out. You know, King David started off great and then and he got into the palace. And faded out, and uh, you know the uh, Saul started off. King Saul started off great, faded out. King Solomon, wisest man ever, faded out. Uh, Noah, you know, he 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 saves his family from the floods. He's the only righteous person on the face of the earth, and uh, and ends his life drunk and naked in a tent. You know, yeah. it's 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 amazing how few people in the Bible finish strong. That's true with churches too. If you look at every church. Every single church started off as a church plant with dreams to reach the non-Christian, to do ministry and everything. And then, how are they doing now? Yeah. So it's just that loss of focus, loss of purpose that is, I think, the default yeah. of life. And so you have to actively, actively stay true to your purpose even as you grow. And I think John did a good job of articulating that. Yeah, I think so. And to just kind of piggyback of what you're talking about, I've seen it time and time after again. And I think it's... Um, Lack of communication in between leaders is why things fall apart. Because churches outlast uh, the life of people. Mm-hmm. Most most of the, the good ones do. Yeah. You know, churches, I mean, this building that we're in right now is 102 years old. Um, 103, actually. 103 this yeah. year, yeah, uh, which is crazy. Um, there's some churches in Lexington that have that are older than like this. 1800s. Yeah, they've yeah. been going forever. And obviously, a senior minister isn't going to preach for over a hundred years. Yeah. Uh, uh, if the congregation's lucky, well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And then time and time again, it's like every time there's a new senior minister, every time there's a new board of elders or whoever's leading the congregation, uh, they have a different vision, or they don't want to come in and rock the boat, or, or they just kind of fall into the default of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the start of. Not everybody going in the same direction. It is, but um, there's a couple couple things that John said, um, you know, about uh, of of how we're going to accomplish, how we're going to stay. Um, that the, the if if you're not part of Catalyst Christian Church, um, what, what we do is we center our strategy around to what 
what we call just two time slots. Uh, we realized that, and I don't know about your life, my life. I, I, all I know is that I'm a I'm working full time. I've got kids in sports. Yeah. I'm married. I've got a yard to maintain. I've got you know family to look after, and and, and I'm a very very busy person. So is everybody in the church, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I, I'm, I'm, this, this whole two time slot thing came about as, um, I'm, I'm a member of Rotary and, um, I remember being at a meeting where, uh, the, the, the higher ups came in and said, you know, you guys need to get with the program. We've got this teleconference you can do and you can, this conference in Nashville you can go to and, and this, you can go to this and we can take this course on how to be more effective serving. You can do this and this and he laid out these like. 20 things that we should be doing as Rotarians. And, uh, and I walked out of there thinking, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well just to make it to the, the weekly lunches and, I'm, and the, the fundraiser once a year. Yeah. I'm too busy, so I'm out. And, finally, and one, of the, one of the guys talked me off the ledge and said, no, yeah. no, no, this is fine. Just, just keep doing what we're doing. But as I walked back after that, I realized that I wonder, I wonder if, is, is that what church members think? Um, you know, well, I need to do Sunday worship. I need to do community group. Got to do youth group. Got to do children's ministry. Got to do men's Bible study, women's Bible study. Got to do men's retreat. Got to do, I, mean, I can't, I'm doing good to make it to Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, so I'm out. And I wonder if that's, uh, that was discouraging people. So I kind of came back and said, you know, uh, let's focus our strategy We'd love for people to be here every night of the week. We know it ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So let's be realistic. People will give us two time slots. What are, what do we want them to be, and how can we use them most effectively? And so we decided Sunday morning and a community group. Yeah, that, that was what we're going to pour all of our resources in those two things. Obviously, youth ministry. You know, but this is just for the average adult in the church. Sunday morning community group, and uh, and, and when we announced this in church, this was what about a year and a half ago. Yeah. You could almost see this sigh of relief yeah. on everybody's yeah. face uh, from just feeling like, okay, I can do that. that that's mm-hmm. something I can do. And that allowed us as a church staff to focus our energies on making those two as good as possible. Yeah. Um, you can't do a lot of things well. Mm-mm. You just can't. And so if we do two things, man, we can do those with excellence. We can do those well. We can focus those. We can center them. And then we can even tie those two time slots together with a, with a common theme. So yeah. we preach about it on Sunday, discuss it, community group, really go deep, and everything like that. That's kind of been our strategy, and it's just, it's been amazing yeah. uh, how, how much more focused and centered our people are and how much attendance has gone up. It's amazing when we said, hey, this is what we expect of you, and it's not, you know, it's not 50 times a week, it's two times a week. Most people say, well, I can do that, and that's something I can commit to, and they become a lot more regular, a lot more focused. So it's, it's been, our, John did a very good job of articulating that. Yeah. Um, I, I love the aspect of less is more. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really is. Because we see churches, um, and we even fell into the trap. It's like, okay, well, how do we engage more people? It's like, okay, let's do this. Let's add more. Let's add, add more. Add more. more. And it just puts more work on our plate, which is, we don't have an issue with doing more work, mm-hmm. uh, but we saw a lot, a lot less attendance um, and engagement in, in things whenever we add and add more. And even when you look in the Bible, um, for some reason, churches go against what God asks us to do. Yeah. He, he, you know, he asks us to take a Sabbath. He asks us to, um, to fast. And, it's, and, it's, and he asks us to go and to by ourselves and pray. Mm-hmm. And it, it's always doing less. Mm-hmm. He always asks us to do less so that he can do more. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, as, as church leaders and as people, we think that we need to do more mm-hmm. in order to accomplish things. And it's like, no, no, no. We, 
let's do less and make those things excellent, like you said, mm-hmm. and great things will come out of it. Well, it's, it's amazing that you have to say let's do less, but let's make it excellent because I, that just reminds me of when I was a when I was a kid, my uh, my mom got these tapes for us. By, <coughs> I remember his name was Doctor Only. It was called Where There's a Will, There's an A. She wanted us. It was he was this education expert. Okay. Can you imagine being an 11 year old kid watching an education expert on Sounds how horrible. you should study? Yeah, it, it, it was horrific. <laughs> And uh, and the his his actually what he suggested was very good. It okay. really was. He uh, he's talked about study habits. How you typically remember the first and the last thing in a list. Um, that's your attention span. So the more first and last you have, the more you'll remember. So if you're yep. studying, break it down into like study for ten minutes and stop. Yeah. Study for ten. Okay. And everything. So I, I I he said study less but more often. Yes. Okay. Well, I was talking to a friend of mine who was at school. His mom got those tapes too. Yeah. And the only thing he heard was study less. Uh, study less. <laughs> yeah. So we were, yeah. we were we were laughing about that. You know. So yes, do less, but more intentional. Yeah. More you know, intentional. do uh, do less, but uh, but but uh, you know, eliminate the things that are contrary to your calling. In, in those kind of things. I just had to qualify that because oh, I yeah. did. I just reminded yeah, my personality to be like, oh, do less. Yes. That's good. Uh, I think a lot of churches end up doing this thing where uh, they have like 10 things that they do as a church. Like yeah. If you ask them, like, oh, what do we do? They, they name off 10 things. And they're all doing good things. I yeah. feel like they're all excelling towards Christ. Um, but they never come together as a point. Um, they never reach that that maximum, like all of them come together, mm-hmm. like on a Sunday or whatever it is, and they accomplish something awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we came up with, uh, we, we didn't come up with it, we definitely stole. The, oh, we stole everything, stole, absolutely. Uh, we stole uh, the main thing, which, yeah. go, which goes along with our two time slot thing, yeah. uh, where um, on Sunday morning and community groups, uh, we just talk about one thing. Uh, we, we don't study a multitude of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all go t- together as a church towards one thing every so single week. Thing, yeah. uh, and I, I think it's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely is because it's amazing how centered people are when you have one thing per week and you discuss it in depth. Uh, I found that when we were planting in this church, I had four jobs. You know, I, I delivered newspapers, substitute taught, coached, and pastored, and I didn't do any of them well. No, not not none of them were being done well. They they, they were all being done mediocre, mm-hmm. and um, and it wasn't until I was able to stop working outside the church and devote all my time to being a pastor that I actually started doing it well. Yeah, uh, and that that's a real lesson. You can't do a lot of things well. Yeah, you can only do a few. That's the way God has made us. Yeah, uh, and so. When, uh, when when you're preaching something on Sunday morning and then you're studying something else in a Bible study, you're studying something else in a small group, you never learn anything well. Yeah. You, but you learn a bunch of things kind of a surface level. But if you learn one thing per week and you really go into really understand it, that's when you start seeing the fruitfulness we've been talking about. Yeah. And I wonder if this could translate into um, everyday life besides uh, biblical stuff, like oh, church sure. and community group. Can you imagine? I mean, I, you talked about how busy you are. Um, and I would say that we are probably... Yeah, you're, you're about to get a lot busier whenever, yeah, whenever when, I when, when your baby's born. Yeah, but I would, I would say, I mean, you're, you are very focused, and, and I'm very focused on what I do. Um, mm-hmm. there, we don't like to add more things. It's like, okay, I have these five things mm-hmm. or six things. I do them every week or every day, mm-hmm. and I want to be really good at them. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how many people do like 15, 20, 50, like 30 things a week, and yeah. they're just not good at any of them? Yeah, I know. And it just keeps on adding more and more and more mm-hmm. things. It's how can you 
minimize all these things, there's a limited need, mm-hmm. as we know. We see Unlimited. it in church. Yep. Money. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be in a billion different organizations. Yep. You can every one a, of them good, too. Yeah, everyone Every great. one of them being good, yep. Um, but what if everyone just focused on a few things mm-hmm. in life? Do a few things and do them well. Yeah. And that that's the, the uh, we've really realized that the secret to faithfulness is elimination. Mm-hmm. I preached that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, the secret to faithfulness in a marriage is elimination. Yeah. The secret to faithfulness to a career yep. is elimination of the other careers that want your time. Yeah. Um, the secret to faithfulness to your calling as a church is elimination yeah. of all the other directions that people are pulling you in yeah. and all the other things. And so elimination, elimination, elimination is the key to finishing strong. Um, if you notice, all the guys in the Bible that finished poorly, they didn't eliminate. What did Solomon okay. do? Solomon yeah. was the wisest man. What did he, instead of eliminating the competition, he married 700 women. Yeah. And, and, and instead of eliminating, he added, and they, the Bible says it pulled his heart after other gods. Yeah. And the same thing, churches, organizations tend to manage towards complexity. Yeah. The, more, the longer you go, the more complex you get. Yeah. The more bureaucratic, the more things you add. That's just kind of the natural default state of organizations. Yeah. And so it takes active, active um, shepherding, a- active watch of the leaders to make sure that you are not you know, becoming more bureaucratic and becoming more complex as you try to stay focused on your calling. Yeah. Uh, I think a perfect example is our um, mission in India. Yeah. Can you imagine if, I, th- I think we have, we, we support what, five different, five different and, yeah. and we all, we give them all the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the India mission is a little bit different because people support are individually, individually. Yeah, individual but children. can you imagine if we um, gave the same amount of money, but we had 50 organizations we supported. Everybody get 100 bucks. Everybody get 100 bucks. Yeah, and, and no one would get any. No one would do anything. Be, but look at all these things. Look yeah. at all these ministries we support. Oh, yeah. But none of them are being done and, well. And we see the fruit of that with with India. Now the other ones too, but this one's probably the biggest. Where they these uh, just a few kids. Uh, Ravi has en- ended up adding a ton more kids. I think yeah. it's over a hundred. One hundred fifty-one kids. One hundred fifty-one yeah. kids. As of the recording of this podcast, they get they got kicked out of their spot, and we are able to build mm-hmm. them a new spot. Yeah, they have a whole new building that's almost done, mm-hmm. and it's because we focused on one thing. And the the problem, and you don't know this, but because our orphanage and because Catalyst has has been doing this for seven years, I get requests from at least one a month of somebody in Pakistan or other people in India or Nepal or Tajikistan, all these countries saying, hey, come help us. We need help too. I'd love to, but it's exactly what we just talked about. If you spread out so many, you do none of them well. And and as, uh, as, as terrible... As it sounds, we don't have unlimited resources. <laughs> you don't have unlimited time, and therefore you can only do one or two things with excellence. And so we're going to put, you know, we're going to have a few things. We're going to put a lot of resources into them yeah. and do them with excellence, as opposed to doing a whole bunch with not with mediocrity. Yeah. And so, and, and I've had to say no to some wonderful things. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. I mean, yeah, these kids are starving over here, and, yeah. and, and yes, they need help, and yes, they're probably really good organizations that could really use, but we, we can't do it all. Yeah. 
And, and I think that's where people get burned down. That's where organizations lose focus. You have to be able to say no. Yeah. And so that's for the individual Christian who, um, who wants to go deeper with Christ, you have to be able to say no to all the things that compete for your time. And that, that is one of the things that we at Catalyst have been able to really hit that John was talking about. Really stay, we do one thing. Yes. We, we, we you know, well, uh, the one thing, the main thing. And we have two time slots per week. That's where we do it. That's where we go. And then, and not only is it focused, but it's sustainable. If you have a family with mom, dad, let's say two, three kids, and they're, they're elementary school, middle school, high school. They're involved in band, they're involved in soccer, baseball, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're in plays, mom and dad are probably both working and everything like that. If you have them engaged in three or four things a week, they'll going to be leaving your church in two or three years yeah. because it's unsustainable. Yeah. You can't, you know, these people that jump in so much are the first ones to flame out yeah. and, and just burn out and leave. And so not only does your does your co- commitments need to be focused, they need to be sustainable. And two yeah. time slots per week is sustainable. Yeah, You can do that. Okay. Anyone can do that. Yeah. And I, we do that with volunteers as well mm-hmm. um, because naturally people... Um, especially they have a great experience in their first volunteer spot. They're like, ooh, what else can I volunteer in? Yep. And we really push people. I know this sounds terrible, uh, but we push people away. It's like, no, you don't need to volunteer. Yeah. Like, yes, I understand that you need to, but or you want to, but you don't need to. You're already mm-hmm. doing like one or two other things. Like, stop. Yep. Like, there's other people that can do it. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've hurt some people's feelings saying that. Um, but like you said, people like just... They'll do it for a couple of months, and they'll realize, like, oh, I'm just completely burned out. I'm doing all this in the church, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they leave, and you're like, we saw it happen. So one of the things that I've learned in 20 years of ministry is to be very careful when someone is incredibly enthusiastic. They, they come in, and they're just wowed, and they're awed, and they can't believe how great it is and how amazing it is yeah. and, and everything like that when they're... Um, when man, they're just pumped up and hyped up and they are just on fire and they just think this is the greatest I can't believe I found a church like this yep. can't believe I found a community be yep. a little careful because those are usually the people that are gone the quickest Yeah, seriously oh, yeah. Um, and so when someone wants to jump in and volunteer in 20 different places and, and wants to do this and they want to join this Bible study and want to do this I'm looking at somebody that's probably going to be gone in a month or two. Yeah. And uh, the people that are that are part of a church for a long period of time are the people that come in and they observe Sunday morning, and they observe Sunday morning, and they usually ask some questions, and then after a little bit they'll join a community group and they'll think about it for a little while and they'll ponder and they'll they'll you know think about it and then maybe they'll start volunteering and they'll start forming some friendships and those are the people that are there for the long time people that just jump in boom i can't believe this is the greatest thing in the world yeah They're gone yeah every single so, time yeah and so not only does it have to be focused it has to be sustainable yeah and and the enthusiasm and the awe and the on fire that is not sustainable does yeah. not no one can do that Mm-mm. no one does that yeah the the last thing that John talked about that I mm-hmm. want to hit on real quick before we run out of time is uh, uh, it goes along with going towards the same goal as our yearly theme. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our second year uh, since I've been here of doing a yearly theme. I don't. I think you guys did one. Um, did you know? Last last, last year was the first one with the community. That okay. Was the big yeah. thing. So the last year was community. This year is fruitfulness. Yep. 
and next year is the adventure. Mm -hmm. um, what what is the benefits that you have seen um, in the past year and a half of having one theme per year? Well, it's kind of like a big main thing for the year. Yeah, that uh, everything we do, we we focus all of the all of the sermon series around them and all of the extra things around them. like last year the theme was community and that's when we synced up Sunday morning with community groups we yep. wanted to really emphasize that you need lifelong friendships and that's yes. going to be you know that that's that's how so everything we did community events we started you know we cookouts and, and a lot of social stuff where we just gave people to be make friends yeah. and have fun and then that and so the entire thing the entire year was about community then this year is about fruitfulness and it's more um that we are called to produce the kind of fruit that god wants you know, love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentle self-control that's what god wants in the lives of us that's how we, you know you're a christian if you're doing those things and so we started off with how do we produce fruit as a church the big church when we stay true to our values god blesses those then the individual, we move to the individual Christian. This is when we stay faithful to these things. God produces these things in us, and so with a year with a year long theme, it centers the preaching, and it also gives people a framework to understand what's being preached, as opposed to just a random sermon here. No, no, we're talking about fruitfulness. How does this fit in with this? Yeah. That's kind of the way I, I view the world. It's kind of the way I think, and so I've seen that 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 has really given people in you know, a context to understand the sermons better. And so uh, next year is the adventure, which is going to be really, I don't know how it's going to go. I really don't. I don't know if people are going to engage in it. Yeah. I don't know if they're just going to say, eh, that's not for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I have no idea. We may fall flat on our faces next year, challenging <laughs> people to the adventure and people yawning. I mean, yeah. I, I, it may happen. I don't know. But one thing I will tell you is uh, if you do not challenge the people, You'll never, you'll never move anywhere. Yeah. And so uh, the adventure is by nature risky. Yeah. And uh, the Christian life is by nature risky. So yeah. we will see how a year of talking about the adventure of, of Christianity, um, we'll see how, how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, may, we may halfway through the year pull the plug because we've lost half our people. And, uh, I don't uh, know about that. Yeah, I, don't uh, know. I mean, a sign of a spiritual church is being able to tell things that how God is being active in the church currently um, mm -hmm. which I would say he is uh, and being able to point in the future and say and he will continue to be a part of our church mm -hmm. because we're going to be doing all these things and following him and the sign of a spiritual dead church is just talking about the past and all the great yeah. things that have happened and I think challenging the people like you said is a great way um, to make sure that Catalyst Christian Church uh, continues to be our spiritual healthy church mm -hmm. uh, for all of eternity and we just like to go big um, all the time. We do. <laughs> well, the, 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 if I had a subheading for the adventure, it would be do something you've never done before. Yeah. And that is very strange when it comes to churches because a lot of times the, the, you know, the last, dying words of a, uh, last words of a dying church, we've never done it that way before. Well, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, people who've, who've never been on a mission trip go on a mission trip. Yeah. People who have never volunteered, volunteered. Yeah. People who have never started a regular prayer life, prayer life, start one. That's the adventure. You know, do something you've never done before. And it, it was inspired by the, a line in, in a tremendous book by Tim Keller called Why Christian Kids Rebel. Yeah. 
and the, this line just jumped off the page. It said, children who view life as a great spiritual adventure don't have time for rebellion. Mm-hmm. And just jumped off. And I was like, wow. So maybe a church that views life as a great spiritual adventure won't have time for complacency. I agree. And so that's kind of the whole thing. We need to keep that vision, keep that purpose in front of our people. Um, and constantly challenging to do what they've never done before. Yeah. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But that's going to be the entire focus of next year. Yeah. You know, do something you've never done before. I know. And it's extremely exciting um, to think about it. Uh, we still have a half a year in, in a, a fruitfulness. fruitfulness yeah. And we have some amazing things planned. we got 40 days coming up mm-hmm. uh, where we're going to focus on one thing for 40 days, mm-hmm. uh, which goes along with the whole one goal, like mm-hmm. one thing, yeah, and then so. uh, the Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas season starts, and the year's basically over at that oh, point. Well. Right when it hits November, end of October, it's like well, that's basically January yeah, at this it point. Is. It is, uh, and then everything's going to start. Um, so I, I'm excited. I personally am excited. I know John and, and Jenny are really excited. Jenny can get past VBS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you're watching this yes. podcast, listening to this podcast, VBS starts Sunday. We do VBS awesome. It's, I'm sorry. We love VBS. It's like an entire church thing. We want you. So yes. make sure you sign up. Go to our website. Come on Sunday morning. Sign your kids up. It's going to be awesome. It is. It is. I, 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 I think John did a great job on mm-hmm. Sunday morning. We've said it multiple times. Um, I think we've covered everything. He, he focused on just like one thing, yeah. uh, which is... I guess he went we along with going. We go in the same when, they, when we move in the same direction. He had a yes. good main thing, good concise main thing. Yeah. And um, I, if you haven't listened to the sermon, I highly recommend that you do that. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, it, it, we love doing the midweek podcast. Um, if you are listening uh, online, there's multiple different places you can find us. You can find us on YouTube. You can go to the website. You can go to our podcast on YouTube on uh, iTunes. We got it on Spotify, Google Play. We got it everywhere. And if you have questions, make sure you. You uh, make a comment on our, our YouTube page or uh, call us or text us or that kind of thing. We'll try to answer that on the podcast the next week. Absolutely. Um, and just continue the conversation like we do. We, we do one thing, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about it all week long. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to share it. Um, tell everybody we about it. We just got it. a text right now. It says, why is Rob so good looking? <laughs> that, must, that must be Kaylee. I do, yeah. Thanks, yep. thanks, Kaylee. I appreciate it. That's a great question. <laughs> we but, don't know. Uh, and we don't... We kind of disagree. I. <laughs> we also like to have fun here on the podcast, uh-huh. so that's mm-hmm. good. But I hope you're blessed by this. I hope you um, uh, you learned something. Uh, and Catalyst, uh, everyone else, we'll see you next week. Bye.